Member Makers brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com. Welcome to Member Maker, a podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of MemberSpace. Today, I'll be chatting with Jamie New, founder of Smartest You, about how to find the right pricing model for your membership, how to use SEO to build your audience, and why it's crucial to have control over the platform that your members use to communicate. Hey, Jamie, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Ward. Yeah. So I want to let everybody know, what does your membership business do and who does it help? So we help artist managers in the music business and, and self-managed artists too, because they, they have to know how to manage themselves. But we help them essentially get ahead in the music industry. So we like to usually say we help artist managers build reputable artists in the music industry. Okay. And so what, what exactly are you providing for them? So... There's a whole bunch of different kinds of trainings we provide, but there's in terms of online training, it's, we have an online course. We have expert master classes that we do regularly that they can attend live. We have a toolkit, which is um, a package of a bunch of PDF downloads and checklists and Excel sheets for budgets and contracts and timelines for planning stuff out. And that's like people get most excited about that because it's essentially like an Excel like a package of, you can essentially launch your business administration overnight with it. And then we also have like a resource center with a whole bunch of links, like hundreds of links and discounts to stuff in the industry. And then we have our own forum as well. So a lot of people do Facebook groups. We actually don't have one. We do our own forum instead so that we have more control over it. Yeah. It's interesting. I've definitely spoken to a lot of guests who, who use a forum but most of them, I would say, are using Facebook groups because it's just easier, I guess, is, is the kind of the, the thinking. So yeah, you said control. Could you expand on that a little bit? Why did you want to perform instead? I think a big part of it was because I'm I'm actually part of a ton of other Facebook groups from memberships that I've joined. And I always think if I quit this membership program, they're probably going to have to go through this manual situation to manually remove me from that group. And if something ever happens to Facebook, you don't have control over that. So that's kind of what I meant mostly. Like if somebody, as members change, I don't want to have to be manually adding them and removing them or anyone on my team doing that. And then I, in terms of just having control over the platform itself, like if anything happened to Facebook, I'd rather just have it on my own so that we have a complete technical control over it. And more so also because Facebook you get a million notifications and <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it'd be better to have our own forum and then we can categorize the discussions and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that makes a ton of sense. And I, I, I wish more people would do that because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think people realize how much you're relying on Facebook to, to play nicely when you have your audience built on their platform. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that they are not going to play nicely and that it's moving more and more towards you having to pay for things in order to, for people to see things. So exactly. yeah, I, I think that's a smart move of yours. Well, thanks. Yeah. And what are you charging for, for this, for the online part of this stuff? So we, ju- we've changed our prices so many times because we keep 
changing what we're offering or more so upgrading, I'd say what we're offering. We're constantly adding more stuff and we've tried new types of ways so many times, but most recently it now costs $750 American, or you can pay in four months installments for $197 a month. So it ends up being just like, I don't know, $40 more expensive if you buy the payment plan, which is cheaper than most people. Most people, if you do the payment plan, they add on like an extra 30%, but we're keeping it affordable. But anyway, so that if you pay that, whether you pay in the payment plans or pay upfront, it gives you a lifetime membership. So you just pay that one-time fee and then you're a member forever. And we've changed that a lot of times too, but that's been the most effective for us so far. So what did you start with? So we started with before the membership, just selling products, one-off products. And then I don't know, membership, it just seems to be a big buzz these days. Like everyone's talking about monthly recurring revenue. And obviously I felt the pain of constantly working harder to get those new sales every month just from products. So we were like, you know what, let's launch a membership program, which is funny because like years ago, I was like, I never want to start a membership program. <laughs> and then um, as we got going, I realized, no, you know what, my people need a membership program. And honestly, if I was in their position, I would probably kill for a membership program. So when we first launched it, it was um, $30 a month for a subscription. So you'd pay $30 a month subscription for the membership, but that only got you the expert calls monthly. And then if you wanted to buy the course or the toolkit or anything else, you had to pay money on top. And we just found for marketing and for user friendliness and confusion of our customers, like it just didn't really work out, which we can talk about later. But in general, that's how we started. Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. And it I think you started with something that's pretty standard, right? A relatively low monthly fee. And then there's some kind of upsell idea. Mm -hmm. And for some people that totally works. Yeah. And for other people, it doesn't. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's a good, a good lesson to remember that just because you saw whoever doing it or someone you, you know, are inspired by does it a certain way, that doesn't mean you should do it that way because everything is in the context of your business and your customers. Exactly. Which was so funny because I saw so many other people doing it that way. And I was like, well, I want to do it that way too. They look like they're so successful. And then we tried it and it was just like a crash and burn. <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't work. Right. So that's why I shifted to the simple, it's one price, lifetime yeah. access. That's all there is to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what audience building tactics have you done so far that you would say have worked and what, what really hasn't worked so far? Okay. So <laughs> I say this all the time, but no one's going to want to hear this probably, but it's Google SEO hands down for us since the beginning. We started in 2013 and from the beginning until now, Google SEO has been our number one audience building tactic. And more recently, YouTube SEO. We just recently started doing YouTube videos, maybe like a year and a half ago. But essentially it's been putting out content that people are actually searching for and then we're actually ranking. So that is that has honestly been our number one. But if we're going to go beyond that, I would say like social media does work for us a little bit, although our social media numbers are so much lower than our online traffic and our email list and all that. But giveaways work really well for us, like the classic tag a friend contest type stuff that helps us grow our social audiences featuring members on our socials because then they share it. So that helps us build our audience. We don't really do ads that much, but I'm just starting to dive into it a little bit more now, but we've been, everything we've done is organic like for six years now. No, I, I love it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think 
it's it's honestly the best if you can get it right because you're not you're not yeah paying, exactly you're not paying <laughs> anyone it's sustainable I mean and for the most part Google can change their algorithm and and all of that but yeah you're not paying anyone you're and you don't have to input anything you're getting people inbound yeah. coming to you so I think that's a great thing that you have mm-hmm. I agree now hopefully Google doesn't change anything but <laughs> but we're getting into ads now so that should boost it up a little bit and what have you done for audience building that hasn't really worked so far. I guess if in a way ads, but the ads that we've done, they work in terms of getting more people in the door. But for me, I only want to do ads if I'm getting a return on investment. And so you just have to be really careful with that. So I'm just going to say, I haven't really seen any audience building stuff for us that has not worked except for when we try to push ads and then maybe we're just, we're spending money on just building an audience, which may not necessarily be worth it. So we're learning right now. We actually just signed up for a new ads, like one-on-one ads advisory, I guess, to help us make a better ROI. Gotcha. So what would you say is the number one, like most effective strategy that listeners can learn from you? Number one is so hard to narrow down. (laughs) Um, It really, in my opinion, depends on like what your goals are or what you really want to know, or I'm trying to think of what other membership builders are thinking of, but it depends because usually it's like, do you are you trying to build an audience or are you trying to build a community or are you trying to just get customers? But I think again, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to Google SEO, but I have a few more points I can add to that because it's not just about ranking. So most people are like, well, I don't want to write articles. It's so hard to rank on Google these days, which is absolutely true, and YouTube. But it's it's so much about researching what other people want to know about. And that like for us, that's our number one. That's how we earn a living. That's how our business runs is because of Google SEO, YouTube SEO, and Instagram SEO. You need to be able to be found by other people because then your audience will grow itself and then your community will build and then your customers will build. So researching what other people are searching for on Google YouTube and Instagram because Instagram has search engine optimization as well, which I don't think a lot of people realize more so just in your bio YouTube, you have to put metadata in your videos so that people will find you and Google. Obviously you have to put the right keywords in your articles so that people will find you. So for me, I would probably say that's like the number one most effective strategy for building an audience. But then Beyond that, you obviously want to make money off of it. So, and you want to get people on your email list because you can't like, you can't rely on Google, you can't rely on YouTube and you can't rely on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So every single piece of information you put out, it needs to lean back to an opt-in of some kind. So for example, our opt-in, no matter where you come in, is you get a free artist management startup kit. So we're attracting new artist managers. So of course, a new artist manager is going to be like, yeah, of course I want an artist management startup kit. I have no idea where to start. And then that brings them into our world. They get into our platform, not just our email list. Once they get on the email list, they also become a user in our platform. And then they can just look around in the back end and then that eventually leads them to being a customer, hopefully. So yeah, SEO, get them on your email list and get them into your platform and then start loving on them. Have one-on-one conversations with them if you can. Like One of the biggest things I did last year was my word for the year was generosity. And so I wanted to give more of my time to my people, my community. And so I held so many one-on-one conversations with my people over Zoom. 
or Skype if you don't have Zoom. And it was so transformative in my business. I learned so much about my customers and they became like such avid supporters of me and our company because of that. So yeah, I think I'm rambling now. I've probably given you way more than one, but <laughs> like I said, it's hard to narrow it down. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, we can summarize it as Google SEO, but uh, yeah. a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'll dive into a bunch of things here. So number one, you said you started by having good SEO. So did you personally just do a bunch of research on this or did somebody help you with that? Yeah. So I technically have an, an unofficial business partner, but he does all of our Google SEO. And I would definitely recommend him. He's based in San Diego. It's called Internet Marketing Co. A little plug there, internetmarketingco.com. And he's responsible for all of our all of that. <laughs> he tells me what to do and he's like, okay, go search this, go here to search this, or he'll do the technical work. A lot of it's technical work in the back end too, right? And you need to have like a faster site speed. You need to have a proper structure to your page and SEO experts know all this stuff. I just know the keyword part. I find out what keywords and then I write the articles and he does all the SEO technical stuff in the back end. Gotcha. Yeah, that was my next question. So for the research of what people want, you said that's a big mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. How do you actually do that research yourself? So there's a couple ways you can do it. SEM Rush is one of them. That's like one of the platforms that my partner uses. Keywords everywhere. It's a keyword tool. So you, it's a Chrome extension and you just put it in your browser and it will tell you what... It's as good for YouTube as well, not just Google. You just add it to your Chrome. And then if you just Google something, it'll tell you how many people are searching that. Gotcha. But SEM Rush is a way more robust and gives you way more information. But Right. And you had mentioned that the whole point of all this though is people come to your site, that traffic, that's great. But if you don't do anything with the traffic, then it, it's kind of lost, right? It's like sand, sand between your fingers. Right. So you, it sounds like, are funneling everybody to a lead magnet of sorts, that, that, artist, that artist startup kit, I believe is... So yes. have you always had some kind of a lead magnet or did you just have like more of a general joiner email list uh, call to action? I've always had a lead magnet right from the beginning. I learned to have a lead magnet. In the beginning, it was a music business plan. I just said, download the music business plan. But then I wanted to get more specific. And because artist management, like a lot of people say your lead magnet should be very simple and a one pager so that they can use it immediately and you don't want to give them too much information. But I've kind of always gone in the opposite direction and it works well for me because artist management is so, 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 so complicated and diverse. I kind of have to give them more than just a one pager. So I chose to give them an artist management startup kit, which has a couple different guides in it. I think that's smart too, whether you did it intentionally or not, because when people get something, especially if it's for free, you know, they're not expecting it's going to be that great quality, right? But it sounds like what you're providing is robust and detailed. So as a you know prospect who has downloaded this kit from you, I see, wow, this is like really thorough, really high quality. And I'm getting this for free. I can't imagine what I'm going to get if I pay her money. Exactly. So I think that's actually really clever um, on your end. Thank you. Yeah. And a, a lot of the people see, like we get emails every single day from people having like crazy successful wins just from our startup kit. And that makes me happy because even if they don't even end up buying something, like they're going to, they're going to promote us to other people because they're like, holy shit, I can't believe I accomplished this just from this free startup kit. 
Yeah. So that creates goodwill and networking effects and all that good stuff. So that even if someone doesn't buy something from you, they can still benefit your business and you can still help them. And that, that's the best kind of business, right? Win-win kind of stuff. Exactly. So in closing here, are there any resources? I know you've mentioned a bunch already, but are there any others that you'd recommend to folks, books, podcasts, or courses that could help people with starting a membership business? Oh yeah, baby. I've got tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Starting from the very beginning, I learned how to start an online business, not necessarily a membership, but just online business period from Pat Flynn, smartpassiveincome.com. Way back in 2012, when I started doing this research, I learned how to get it all going from him and he's grown so much. So I would definitely recommend smartpassiveincome.com. Do you know Pat Flynn? I've heard of him. Yeah. I learned all my Google SEO from internetmarketingco.com. I learned a lot for launching my first membership from themembershipguys.com. They have a pretty cool community for people that have members. I learned YouTube SEO from Sunny Leonard Doozy. I learned Instagram SEO from Jose Pina. And one book I read recently, which I recommend everyone listening to or reading is building a story brand by Donald Miller. That was so freaking good. It makes you think about your marketing in such a different way. I feel like I could go on forever, but I figure that's like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think people will appreciate that. We'll, yeah. we'll link to all that. Yeah. In the show notes. Cool. So uh, how can people learn more about, about you, Jamie and your business? I think the best way would be to go to smartbandmanagement.com. That's our blog. And that's kind of where, that's where everything funnels through to everything else. It'll funnel you through to our, to everything we have. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. I appreciate you having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Member Maker is brought to you by MemberSpace. MemberSpace makes it easy to run a membership business by plugging into your existing website so you can protect any page content you choose. Your members can also sign up and manage their account without ever leaving your site. Learn more and start a free trial at memberspace.com.